0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Point with me, your host, Jeff Spikes. I am excited to be here. I'm extremely grateful to be kind of catching up here from the week. And as I sat down and thought about what what the topic was going to be for today, I decided that we're, I'm going to do a short series that is all about short-term goals and kind of the subtlety of what happens with uh, utilizing short-term goals in a more specific way than maybe you've thought of in the past, and this works if you're if you're working with a s- small group or a company or just individually on your own. It is the ninja behind um, most strengths models. Uh, certainly, Clifton Strengths talks about setting goals as a way to leverage our strengths and use our strengths to. You know, Clifton Strengths is the science of um, the science of of how we show up in the attempt to achieve something, and it's not a personality test or assessment. Right? It's um, certainly it can be used that way, but uh, this episode is not meant to be about Clifton Strengths necessarily as much as it is um, the design of using short-term goals, and one of the things that happens in that is, is that short-term goals tend to change frequently now in designing our strengths we talk about short-term goals and we use them very specifically we're looking for short-term goals that are related to something that you're excited about or passionate about that you really want to do because when we're excited about something it's easier to move forward towards it and it gives us the opportunity to build some momentum of excitement in our life. So probably the earliest goals I started to see people use was something that was related to uh, wanting to do something that they've always wanted to do and just have never really made forward movement on. They decided, oh, well, I'm going to set a goal to do that because I could do that fairly quickly. And maybe it's take a certain type of vacation or maybe it's, Go skydiving or take a fishing trip or do something with their kids they hadn't thought of or that they'd thought of but never really just set the time aside to do well if it's something that someone's always dreamed of or always thought of doing and they had never made traction on it just take a minute to breathe into the idea and think about what that feels like to finally make forward movement on something that excites you it's exhilarating and it breeds hope and brings some self-belief and it just starts building all kinds of things. And and those are great to do. Now, once another common or typical type of goal that someone sets is something they feel passionate about because they think it's the right thing to do, or it's something at work or something at home that they've just been wanting to get better. And it's not necessarily related to a vacation or some type of joy like that, but it's It's really important to them, and so they're passionate about it, and so there's a lot of drive. Well, same thing. Here's the difference. As we start moving towards these goals, it's important to remember that we don't know what we don't know. So if we're trying to achieve something that we haven't achieved before, maybe it's a certain level of organization in the home, or maybe it's um, a construction project, and we, we just don't know what we don't know. We're not sure what's inside of a wall before we open it, if it's a construction project. We don't know what's under the ground before we decide to dig, if it's a construction project, right? So we can guess and we can be educated in our guess um, based on what we know about the area. But we don't know if we're going to hit that one boulder, you know, or whatever. So we don't know, we don't know. And so short-term goals can change based on what we find along the way in our journey and particularly short-term goals because there's lots of twists and turns. Many of us just blow through them and do them anyway. If you're in the process of trying to be optimal, they can be a lot of fun to work with because when you're using a short, because it's one of the greatest opportunities to try something new and see how it works. So in designing our strengths, that's one of the things that we leverage is those short-term goals and trying something different about our approach even if it's something very subtle now I was going to use a couple of different examples of what change processes but I think I'm going to lean back on old faithful being weight I uh, <clears throat> making that decision right now as I'm talking but uh, I can always lean back on the on the other thoughts and stories I had but and quite honestly, it's one of the biggest changes I've made in quite some time was my health and which wasn't all about weight, but it started out being a weight issue and a chasing of weight problems. So I'm, I'm just going to say right now, unless you're, uh, well, I didn't, I'm just going to say this. I believe that if we're chasing weight problems, we're pretty wrapped around the axles on some bigger problems. Um, that's, that's what it was for me. I was chasing a weight problem and I thought it was a weight problem. And I wasn't paying attention to body composition. I wasn't paying attention to strength. I wasn't paying attention to lifestyle. I wasn't thinking through what I wanted to be able to do physically, but I just was really paying attention to what I wanted to look like and how I wanted to feel. And I knew I didn't want to be heavy, never really understanding that the active lifestyle I was living wasn't active enough to really build the muscle or maintain the muscle that I was wanting to maintain and the starvation type diets that I was going into and the types of diets that were being recommended. uh, I'm not even going to say by doctors, although one or two of them were, but they were mainstream ideas that were promoted and sold, so to speak, that I'd buy into or cleanses like the lemonade cleanse and things that we do. But regardless, I was chasing that and I became what one person coined the phrase of skinny fat Because I certainly lost a lot of weight, but I didn't have the body composition. So I still had a higher um, fat content of body composition that wasn't healthy. And as I started getting better, we uncovered some problems that were pretty important. So I don't want to dig into that too much, but I want to use it as an example because it has this long-term example with a ton of short-term goals built into it. Bottom line was that I decided at 50, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. And that's a pretty vague and unclear picture. But I knew what it meant inside my brain and inside my body. I knew what it would feel like when I was there. And the stages where I was hitting wins were not where I wanted to go. And even some of the places where coaches told me, maybe this is good enough. Maybe this is as good as it's gonna get. I was like, no, this isn't it yet. And um, I was looking for, to be more specific, a complete and total change in my metabolism and my physicality. And some, I was looking to attain something I never had because I believed I didn't have the right chemical makeup to be muscular. Um, I was always strong. Um, but I was what I called ranch strong or whatever. And I'd I could lift a lot. I could move a lot. But I was, and I could, you know, I'd work towels and I'd do all these things. I could, I could lift refrigerators by myself and um, carry them upstairs, and a lot of things that I could do. But I didn't have the body type to look good, in my opinion. Right. So a lot of this is in our minds. Well, I decided that I just wanted to change everything I thought about all of it. I wanted to completely revamp all of my ideations and I wanted to find the best shape of my life and I was open to deciding that that would mean that I would look entirely differently. The only example I had ever seen of it was my daughter who did that in her late teens and um, completely changed her metabolism and became someone that was extremely fit. And she wasn't unfit necessarily, but She decided she was going to be someone that exemplified fitness. I I don't know all the thought processes in her mind, but she worked really diligently at it and took a year plus. And she has forever since then been an extremely fit person, um, and an example. So I had seen one person do it. I'd seen other people claim to do it on TV and other things, but okay, back on the short term goals. Right? So I, I set a goal was a I set a goal and I created a plan that was a five-year plan. So I had a goal to get in the best shape of my life and I was going to give myself five years to do it and I had some serious work to do. So I was going to start by getting medical help. So I made some decisions along the way. I was going to get medical help. I was going to be advised by a doctor. I was going to be advised by a weight loss professional. I was, in that, I also found a nutritionist and a body movement specialist, someone that could help me with understanding what type of training to do, and I started going out on my journey, and I mean, the, the questions I was being asked were pretty simple, you know, the, the question, what, what's the best training exercise anyone could ever do? The number one best training exercise that anyone could do? Um, like, I don't know. <clears throat> um, and of course, the answer was, the one that you'll do so the best training that you can start with is the one you're willing to do. And a lot of people who know me know that I started with an elliptical machine and I was, five minutes was the best I could do and I lowered my goal to three minutes. So my short term, my very first short term goal was to change my eating behaviors, was to go on some extreme diet from a doctor so I could I knew my personality type was I needed some fast results just to at least get a feel like I got a head start on something because I knew it was going to be hard work and then get into some type of a physical routine. And I, I had the idea that I was, it didn't matter how much I could do. I just needed to do something and I needed to do it every day, no matter what. So I would never stop. And I set it at five minutes and I lowered it to three minutes and I eventually felt like three minutes was stupid to keep doing. And I bumped it back up to five minutes and then eventually I felt good at five minutes. And, and, you know, every day those five minutes were long. I remember those five minutes feeling like they just, I'd never get there. Like a minute was never longer. But, well, and after about a week, it was only a week, maybe two, when all of a sudden it was, I could do six, seven. And I remember getting the 10 minutes and feeling like I could do this, but then the question still became, what am I going what could I still do every day? I, I wanted to guarantee that whatever I did, I could do every day. And I'll tell you what I've stuck with to this day is 10 minutes and I'm actually more, I'm at 15 more consistently now than ever, but there is, if I have to do it walking in place or pacing up and down my hall, I will make sure that I do that. Now, I'm also averaging uh, closer to 10,000 steps every week, um, which is, which is great. I'd like to get that a little bit higher, but I don't know if that really matters, but you know, I've gone through, that was my first short-term goal. So to kind of keep this moving, some other things came up along the way. And I, we found that I had some problems with my heart. I had some body chemistry problems. I was having some, because of my heart issues, we were having some problems with the blood flow to, to my brain, specifically with how cortisol's affected. That part of my heart that sends the signal was blocked and not working as well because of a blockage. So I was having some other issues as well. So I guess one of the points I'm making is if it's weight or if it's a mental thinking, a thought pattern that we're, that we've ingrained into a rut, if it's a behavioral thing that we've just done so frequently, so often, if it takes, if it takes us 15, 20, 30 years to get somewhere, it, it's probably going to take more than 15 minutes to correct it. I guess that's the point I'm making, right? And I realized that by setting a five-year goal. What I didn't realize, although it became clear, is that I was going to have the same issues I do at seven and eight years from my initial goal, not same issues, but that I was going to be having more short-term goals that I wasn't going to achieve the best shape of my life yet because something happened along the way that changed, which is that I began to believe that there's no end to improvement and that The best shape of my life could continue to be redefined, especially with new science and with other things happening that I could continue to be in an elite condition for as long as I wanted to. And I've chose to stay on that road. So I'm still setting and resetting new short term goals and, and long term goals on what could happen. But more of it's about knowing what I want. And this is important, I guess, to it. It was about knowing what I want in the bigger picture and then being a, being flexible and adaptable enough to adjust to whatever's happening. And the more visceral, the more understanding I had of that bigger goal, the easier it was, was to, the easier it was to move things around and the easier it was to hit my goals and the easier it was to adjust along the way on the shorter term goals without losing track of really what I wanted. So, And the progress that I was making, because eventually, like, so one thing I did, a short term goal became tracking, I wanted to track everything I did, I wanted to track the amount of water, the amount of sleep, the amount, I was tracking eight major components in my life I tracked, and one of those was was food intake. And that was three or four things all on its own that I was tracking, but it was important, but it wasn't important to learn to track. So I could track the rest of my life. It was important at the time to learn to track so I could understand the relationship to the food so that when I saw changes in my weight, cause I was also tracking weight and water intake, I could start learning what's happening in my body based on how I'm treating it in how, in what I'm choosing to ingest. So as I went through changes and fluctuations, it stopped being such a mental problem the, if the scale changed or if I felt bloated or if there was something else going on and I was able to use the short term goals to make adjustments and to correct things without going crazy and most of the time I could just stick to the daily behaviors I had set. But when my heart started giving me trouble, I had to adjust, I had to change. Now after my heart issues and I went to get in really good physical condition and I started to gain more confidence that my body was going to be capable, a lot of things changed and I tried doing some extreme training stuff that still paid off incorrectly. I do not recommend anyone go to these boot camps and do the short six, the short term goals in fitness, the things we think we can run at it for 90 days and get it all better. In my opinion, they're, they're, uh, unless you're elite and optimal already and you need a quick or you're already so close, that you can do a 60 day push and get yourself right where you want to be. That's different. But if you're coming from a place of not being very healthy, however you see that and you want to make the turn and actually bring yourself back to a place of elite condition, it's a little bit different story you we've got to be prepared for changes along the way. The 60 day bursts and the 90 day bursts aren't it. They're not going to work. What, and when and pe- people say, man, it's a lifestyle, nothing I do for my fitness is a lifestyle. The lifestyle is how I'm living and what I want to live and what I'm hoping to live and what I'm believing I will live based on decisions I'm making today in business and in behaviors that I'm doing financially and other things. Those are going to pay off in a way. The diligence of the daily behaviors will pay off in a way where I will live a certain lifestyle and I'll feel good about that. That's the That's the idea, right? fitness, all these things are the same. The changing the daily behaviors around what we know works in that area doesn't work. However, when there's something major that happens and when we, then we need to adjust, that's where the short term goals come in and our adaptability and our flexibility kick in. So the point is, is that goals, the short term goals really change a lot, but it's dangerous. In, in major life planning, fitness, finances, family, you know, so f- health, wealth, family, the better picture, large picture frame that we have, the better understanding we have of what we want in a global level gives us the freedom to change and adapt to the smaller micro macro behaviors that are happening in life and adjust to them without losing traction. And when we use those larger overarching goals to anchor in standards and values then again we are stabilized to be able to do the short-term goals much different from just picking something we're passionate about and setting short-term goals to get to to try and achieve something fun um, in order to exercise something different about the way we move forward or doing some short-term goals at work or something else it's Different, Although even at work, there's this bigger picture of structure of what we're working within that makes it safe if we're in a company environment to set short-term goals and do something different in our behaviors around those short-term goals because there's that safety in that larger umbrella or that larger box of, of security of a job. So in the larger frame we give ourselves of our spirituality, our family, our homes, our bigger picture, understanding of what we want in our physical self and how we behave. And, you know, if we, the bigger frame we have, the more solid picture we have on a big picture, it makes it easier to make the shorter term goals and adapt and adjust without affecting, with confidence, with confidence that we're going where we're meant to go. So when I I was hit hard with the idea of needing to address my heart, I had no doubt in my mind that I was still on track to hit my five-year goal. It was just something that was meant to be uncovered as I went along. And it did change my goals because the way my heart was fixed, many people get blockages taken care of in their heart with stints and they're better within a few days. For me, the type of blockages it was, it was affecting my body chemistry and my brain chemistry and it took maybe three, six, as many as nine months to really start to readjust and change how the chemicals were working in my body. And it was a different type of adjustment. It took longer to, to adjust. And along the way, there were other things, there were types of exercises that could help my hormones, and my metabolism and do other things that were, man, my, I was fighting against myself in my heart. The other thing that's happened along the way is that We we come up, I've come up across these issues where I'm having mineral deficiencies because I was drinking too much water at one point. Um, and I was getting a lot of cramping and other things. Well, how do I adjust to that? So as we, that gave me another, more freedom to make these short term goals and try new things without, and because I had the larger framework of understanding where I'm going in a big picture, I had the, I, I didn't have to put anything at risk to readjust and start playing with the short-term goals and do something different within. I'm not going to lose muscle, and I've learned how not to lose muscle or strength if I want to keep moving forward. I don't have to just stop training altogether. I may not be building muscle if I'm slowing down to readjust minerals in my body or take advice from a doctor or get some testing done on something else, but I never have to let go of the longer-term goal. So the, the subtle art of shifting our short-term goals, the importance of having, this is why this is gonna be like a four-part series, the importance of having this huge, like as big as we can think of anchored vision of what we want in life, which for me is I'm always changing and working on and trying to get, trying to improve, trying to improve how visceral I think of it. Um, That does take effort. It's fun, but it's, um, or it's more fun than a lot of things I could think of doing. But, so having that anchored, having that really stable view of what I want is really important. And then knowing what, I, what I'm what i passionate about is another. But we're really gonna break down what happens as short-term goals change and how we can take advantage of that. Um, one of the things that happens as we start getting closer to what we want is that the field narrows. We, get, we start gaining in belief and, the temptations and the things that used to distract me have fallen off and I don't have half the issues that I did mentally turning over and worrying about processing through decisions that, um, used to baffle me. It's much easier to make decisions because the standards of values are set and I know what I want in a bigger picture. So when the short term goals change, it's not as earth shattering. So, um, cool cool deal today because I hit the objectives I was trying to hit I believe Um, I understand what I want to talk about in the next few episodes and why and something new came out of this too so something new came out of this because I've got the awareness and the thought process of how this separates between um, adjustments that happen along the way because of unexpected life things that can happen Um, and the importance of all the other work that we do. And then there's also that whole thing of the fun of working with our short-term goals. So I'm going to end it here. I'm going to pick this back up. And and like I said, as part of a, either three or four part series, we'll see how quickly we can get through these things. The entire thing is going to be about change. It's going to be about goal setting and the power of short-term goals. And, um, I think that's it. We're going to end it here. Everyone have a great week. I look forward to hearing from anyone and everyone on your thoughts and comments. Those of you that are becoming loyal followers and they're asking me what's up next and um, giving me ideas of things to talk about. um, I really appreciate you. And um, I'm grateful as heck to be a part of your success. And um, the, the, the more of us that go together towards the dreams and goals and visions that we want, the better off we can be, uh, the better chance we have at making an impact in this world and bringing more joy. So, see you next time. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review if you're on youtube like and subscribe make sure to tag me i love hearing from you the listeners of this show the links for all my social and itunes are in the show notes also if you'd like to engage with me in anything related to my coaching consulting speaking or programs please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you need to know to engage with me offline and lastly thank you for your time your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.